Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us just back from Israel is the Weekly Standard editor, Bill Crystal. Bill, how was your trip? Uh, it was a great trip, Michael, about uh, four days, mostly meetings with government officials, some uh, political guys, and then some younger people, actually, students and uh, young professionals, which in that part really cheered me up. There's some bright young conservatives, neoconservative types in Israel, just like there are here, and it's always good to see that um, you know the younger generation isn't uh, not only isn't bad, but in some ways may turn out to be better than our generation, shocking as that, as that might be. Otherwise, the Israelis, the meetings with the officials were, was interesting. I'd say the main thing I took away from it, and Elliot Abrams has a piece, he was on the trip too, and we overlapped at least for a couple of days. Elliot Abrams has a piece in the current Weekly Standard that's online, um, the new one. Uh, what was amazing was how many of the meetings with senior government officials, experienced people, not, not ideological people even, foreign ministry types, was they'd say, well, okay, you, you guys, the U.S. is withdrawn from the region, obviously, so here's how we see things going. We can work with the Saudis on this, and we can work with the Egyptian military on that, that this is going to be a problem. And there wasn't even, wasn't even a question or, or an accusation that we were in retreat and withdrawal. It was just taken for granted. Late in one meeting, near the end of one meeting, one government official said to our little group, um, well, do you think there's a chance you could come back? <laughs> you know, and, and that really sent a, I mean, you know, for someone like me who's been around right. these meetings for 25 years, I mean, been in government for a while, you know, um, served in government for a while, I mean, the, the, it sent a real chill almost down my spine of sort of, you know, that a, one of our best allies, one of our best allies in the world that wants us involved just takes it for granted that under President Obama we're kind of out of it and hopes that after President Obama we can restore our place. Well, I, I have to disagree with you, Bill, because I uh, have heard President Obama say we are absolutely going to act against Syria. Then again, I've also heard him say he hasn't made up his mind about acting against Syria. Then I've also heard him say we will absolutely not act unilaterally, and I've also heard him say we, he will act unilaterally. So I think President Obama's got all the bases covered. Whatever your position is, he's right there with you. I've really never seen anything like the last week, I don't think, in Washington. I wasn't here during Carter, and maybe there was a week or two at the worst of the Iranian hostage crisis that felt this way. And But, I mean, the degree to which we have a president of the United States, you know, a, a dictator whom we have said must go, uh, against whom we've laid down a red line on use of chemical weapons, uses chemical weapons, uh, we make clear right away this is uh, he's crossed the line and this is unacceptable. And then the past week, the dithering, the double talk, the leaking, it's really terrible, and I mean, we can chortle, and I am doing a little bit of chortling, or, or <laughs> maybe uh, we told you so about President Obama. I mean, even the foreign policy establishment is kind of appalled, but really, it is, he is the president, and he's going to be for three and a half years, and it is worrisome. I hope he can sort of recover here a little bit and do something serious militarily. He's managed to lose the Brit, the, uh, the, the British, who mm -hmm. have been our closest ally, you know, in many of these uh, uh, many of the things we've had to do around the world in the last, what, 70 years. I mean, we, I'm not sure we've had a military operation that didn't involve the British, actually, at some level or other for, uh, for an awful long time. So uh, it's really wasn't the point of Obama. He was going to be much more subtle than Bush, smart power, excellent diplomacy. Bush actually had a coalition, a big coalition for Iraq. And Obama's managed to not have U.N. sanction, not have NATO sanction, and the coalition looks like it might be the French. I mean, it's really a pathetic performance by an American president. Well, I, I'm not— and we, don't, and we don't even know what he's going to do yet, but <laughs> I'm just—the run-up, maybe he can recover a little bit, but it's, this run-up is really not auspicious. Well, I have to say I was a little concerned when one of the leaks out of the White House was, Assad, move your truck to the north parking lot. That, was, that seemed a little specific to me, Bill. Can you believe it? I mean, the stories out of Sarah Assad moved everything, moving everything. They're, the, they're, they're vacating the buildings. That, you know, I mean, it, you really, I mean, this is, 
War is a serious matter, and even if it's not a full-fledged war, this kind of attack is a serious matter. The use of chemical weapons, God knows, is a serious matter. And the frivolity, almost, with which the Obama administration is treating this, the giving him a week now to basically make sure nothing important gets in, or at least mm-hmm. to do his best in that respect. Um, I mean... Well, let me ask you uh, at this point, what, what of all the bad outcomes that we have been left in by uh, our attempt to withdraw from a region that, of course, we can't withdraw from? You can try, but it's right. always going to come get you. It would the worst be for us to simply say we're not going to act? You know, the, the American people aren't behind it, and they clearly aren't. We're going to follow the model of the British, and until the you know the Congress will sign on and the people want it, we're not going to act. Would that be worse, or would worse be we're going to act? This action is clearly 100% political for domestic and you know touch the base consumption, and then we're going to go home. Of the two, which is worse? I think the first is worse because I think the first just starkly means that. The guy uses the, the dictator uh, presides over a civil war in which 100,000 people are killed, uses chemical weapons, and then we do nothing. He'll win the civil war, presumably, and he basically gets away with it. I mean, the, the, just the impact in Syria itself, but of course in the region and in the world of that happening, is so unambiguously horrible that I think that's worse. The second, uh, which is maybe the more likely, that he does something inadequate as a military strike. At least there would have been something. It may be inadequate, but maybe it'll do some damage. And incidentally, he may think he can limit what he's doing. But, of course, once you get involved in these things, and Clinton found this out a little bit in Bosnia and Kosovo, uh, they t- one thing can, t- can lead to another. There could be retaliation. We could end up having to you know, re-engage. So in some ways, I, I think the reason Obama's so wary of act- acting is that he knows, he's not stupid about this, that once you get involved, there is a certain tendency to get more involved and then to finish the job, which I would like him to do. So uh, the best way to finish the job is to go start by fin- start by deciding that you're going to finish the job, not to stumble into it, which is, I'm afraid, what he's going to do. But I do think the worst outcome after, especially we've threatened and said we're going to do something, uh, would be now to do nothing. I just no, think no, no, no. We stuck. said we haven't made up our minds. You forget the <laughs> new new thing we said. Look, here's here's what's interesting to me. I think there's nine percent support in the United States <laughs> for military action. That may be a little high. Should the president care and should the people advocating military action care that the American people clearly have no interest in doing anything? Yes, I, mean, I think they would have an interest if it were the case were made. And I, it's unbelievable that the president has not made the case beyond some random sentences and a couple of TV interviews over the last week. Um, so that's where he'll pay a big price for that. I think he should have gone to Congress right away. I mean, this is the kind of action that you either should or, or at least uh, either constitutionally should or at least uh, – uh, out of kind of uh, political prudence right. to get Congress on board. Um, I think he could have a week ago. Call Congress back, make the case, get an authorization for the use of force, explain why you just can't allow a dictator to use chemical weapons and get away with it. I mean, what kind of precedent is that? Um, you know, explain our national interest here also, Syria's an Iran, Iranian proxy, et cetera. Um, instead, he's done none of that. So, of course, the public looking at that thinks, oh, God, who wants to get involved in another Middle East conflict? I mean, I don't blame them. So. I still wouldn't mind, actually, uh, having the president go to Congress. And actually, if we're not going to act, it would be better if Congress debated it fully and, and made a decision not to act, representing the American people, than if Obama just decides on his own right. in some arbitrary way that, gee, I don't like the politics of this, or, you know, this looks hard, I'm not going to do it. But, no, I mean, I've never seen a president, and I was in the White House, you know, in the first Gulf War, would uh, do so little to lay the groundwork for what could be a serious military action uh, and do so little to get the American people to understand what's at stake. So, of course, it's no surprise that when you take a poll, the American people say, I don't know what's going on. It looks, I don't really see why we need to do anything. Uh, you know, uh, the uh, uh, Thursday night, there was a phone, a conference call 
of congressional yeah. leaders. And one of the first things we learned from the chairman of the House Armed Services Committee is that the person who wasn't on the conference call was Barack Obama. And I mean, what, I, mean I know I know he's busy. I mean, there are a lot of yeah. championship junior high girls right. softball teams out there that need their awards. And I know that uh, uh, Magic Johnson was in town and we all love the legend that is Ma Magic Johnson. But really, you can't even get to the phone for a conversation with Congress about what the heck you're doing. It's really remarkable, and I, I, I also thought, well, okay, well, maybe he's doing it privately, but I've talked to now a fair number of people since I got back 24 hours ago. There seems to be no private outreach to speak of, both at the presidential level to Syria, you know, to the leaders of Congress and, and others, and it's just the normal staff level. I mean, I've been through these things a few times, and normally people, if they're going to have to do something, start to lay the groundwork. Here's a briefing. Let me explain to you how, we, you know, how this right. might work. So they get the media, they get congressional leaders, they get political leaders, uh, foreign policy types around the country kind of, you know, try to get rally support. It's not unimportant when you're beginning something like this, and that's a way of educating people. Uh, they've done nothing that I know of, um, and it really is irresponsible. And I sympathize with some conservatives who say, you know, he's been so irresponsible that it'd be better to do nothing. I, I don't agree with that. I still mm -hmm. think that would be the worst outcome. But I can, he's setting up a, uh, a situation where not only conservatives and Republicans, but a lot of Democrats, too, are just going to say, if this is the way he's doing it, let's not do it at all. As I say, I think that's not the right conclusion to draw, but I think he's inviting it. Maybe at some deep level he sort of almost wants not to have the support to do much so he doesn't have to do much and can continue to stay out of everything. But think what the – if you're sitting in the Middle East and you look – if you're in Iran, if you're in Russia, what lesson do you take from this? And if you're one of our friends, what lesson do you take from this? I mean, it, it really is – to show weakness in this way and uncertainty and undecidedness, um, it's very, very dangerous. Bill Crystal, thanks so much for your time. We appreciate it. Glad you got back safely from Israel. Of course, back in the Dick Cheney days, you could control when the bombs went off, so you could control that. This is totally luck this time. Thanks, thanks, Michael, for playing into every conspiracy theorist. And I'm going to just say that that is the case, so that every left-winger on the web can, can, can link to this podcast and go, whoa, they admit it, you know. Yeah. This has been the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.